0: You are tuned in to the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. Imogen Campbell is your host and she will tackle issues that tend to sneak up on one and wreak havoc on the unprepared midlife soul. First up, perimenopause. If you are in your 20s or 30s, feel free to join the conversation and be ignorant no more. Welcome to episode eight of the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. It is officially summer in Cape Town and there is a uniquely enchanting what can only be described as a vibe in the air. The delightful buzz of summer holidays is experienced as a palpable energy and expectant excitement so entrenched into this time of year in our fantastic city. You can feel people's joy as they celebrate goals reached and targets achieved, as well as the excitement of all that the festive season and accompanying holiday festivities will bring. Think family, fun, sun, sea and road trips, and add to that the throng of tourists descending on the stunningly beautiful city and the intoxicating heady delight of the season is easy to imagine. Now that you're settling in and without wanting to put a dampener on it, let's proceed to chat about the effects of hormonal fluctuations and aging and how they affect the skin. And as it turns out, the head, as this is as far as I'm going to get today. There's too much to cover and we'll need another episode or two before we conclude at the soles of the feet. Without further ado, let us start with the crowning glory of many a woman. By the time a woman hits her forties, she has probably learnt to tame her mane amid the humdrum routines of having a family, working, life and generally maturing in all aspects of her life. However, just as things seem to be coming together nicely, some hair raising experiences start to occur, thinning, receding or graying and maybe even patches in the hair. These are oftentimes the effects of hormones. For many women, depending on the thinning experienced, it could be one of the most horrendous reminders that time is marching on. A Cleveland Clinic article explored the relationship between hair loss and menopause. I quote, during menopause, you might see one of two things happen with your hair. You might start growing hair where you didn't before, or you might see the hair you have start to thin. Oh, no. It proceeded to explain in more detail as follows. During and after menopause, hair might become fine or thinner in brackets because of the hair because the hair follicles shrink. Hair grows more slowly and falls out more easily in these cases. It's fairly grim reading, really. We will delve deeper in an upcoming episode about hair. But while we are still just under the hair follicles, It's probably best to mention another unexpected symptom of perimenopause. If you are not used to headaches, then this is alarming news. Intense headaches and migraines start to occur. This is a natural segue into insomnia. Not only is it possible to be experiencing anxiety about weird symptoms and headaches from hell, but when one tries to get some shut eye, bang, sleeplessness. The frustration is overwhelming and it seems like the dark circles under one's eyes just can't catch a break. Trying to negotiate the world as a high functioning adult is scuppered by the dreaded brain fog that can truly be the knockout punch. And did I mention the irritability and mood swings you are likely to be feeling? Already frazzled and in a tailspin, Well, dizziness, struggles with maintaining physical balance and lightheadedness all add to the utter consternation. Amid the sleep deprivation and desperation for rest, restoration and some semblance of normality, in comes heart flushes. A friend described hers as coming from the lower body all the way up. Some women describe profuse sweating that leaves them shaken. One of my cousins shared her story with me and expressed how utterly horrendous the sweating was. She recommended that women seek help as it's available and therefore unnecessary suffering can be avoided. Night sweats also add to a growing list of contenders that rob a 40-something woman of her sleep. These night sweats can be so severe as to cause one to have to get up during the night in order to change the bedding. Either way, more time is lost as bedding, bedding needs to be changed more often, Ablution issues increase and more time is needed to do what needs to be done. Sleep evades. Irritability abounds. Episode four extensively dealt with brain fog and the debilitating effect it can have on some two thirds of women worldwide. And believe me, it has been one of the worst symptoms I have experienced. We also discussed the eyes in in episode five and the issues older women start to experience from vision to drooping eyelids and wrinkles. I'm now going to go (laughs) myth-busting. Are you familiar with the notion that the ears keep growing as you age? Turns out it is the effect of gravity. According to a WebMD article dated 21 November 2021, noses and ears are made of cartilage, a flexible tissue that's harder than skin, but softer than bone. It wears down over time and doesn't give as much support to the skin on top of it. Your skin also loses elasticity and firmness over time, and it tends to sag. Loose or sagging skin over a weaker cartilage frame makes ears and noses look longer. You may also find that the rest of your face changes in ways that emphasize your nose or ears. If your cheeks and lips look thinner, your nose might look bigger by comparison. A looser jawline could draw attention to earlobes that hang lower than they used to. Oh dear did you know that i know this is hardly a big deal but your earrings actually don't fit the same way true story the earrings start to droop on the earlobe i hate to say it but that joke about earrings always fitting no matter the diet may in fact not be quite as hilarious or true the days of wearing heavy dangling earrings are sadly cut short it's probably best to wear them when your earlobes are still able to handle it I never thought I would be mentioning that nugget of wisdom. Those are the physical signs. Now on to actual hearing difficulties. Do you fear losing your hearing as you age? And have you ever heard of earwax impaction? Listen to a report on HealthyHearing.com as it responds to the question, Will I lose my hearing as I get older? I quote. It depends largely on your genetic and medical history, as well as your exposure to noise over the years. Also, as we age, we become sensitive to loud noises. Yes, those jokes about old people wanting the young people to tone it down may have something to do with it. I'm an introvert and a few years back became aware that I was easily frightened by unexpected loud sounds. On my daily walk, I often heard the doof-doof of a man in the neighborhood who always had his car radio blaring. It was so grating. But that was not all. He intensified my ire with the words emblazoned on his car: If this is too loud, you are too old. <laughs> Talk about adding insult to injury. I'm gratified to be able to report that there is science behind this phenomenon. It's called hyperacusis and more and more people report being affected by it. Another issue that can be experienced at this time in our lives is tinnitus or ringing in the ears. And back to my original question. Have you heard of earwax infection? Well, according to an article on the Health in Age website, hearing loss can be caused by physical changes in the ear, the auditory nerve or the ability of your brain to process sound. Sometimes all three may be involved and continued. When you age, the outer part of the canal of the ear canal thins and earwax gets drier and stickier. This increases the risk of impacted wax. Most significant changes take place in the cochlea. These changes can include a loss of sensory cells and degenerative changes in the nerve fibers that carry information from the sensory cells to the brain. Sensoneural hearing loss is the most common type of hearing loss in older adults. It is typically caused by changes or damage to the hair cells and or nerves in the cochlea. The main cause is age, but excessive noise exposure and ototoxicity, which is damage to the inner ear caused by drugs or chemicals can contribute as well. Other causes of sensoneural hearing loss include genetics or blood vessel problems, including those related to diabetes that's that for that quote um well and it's also the end for the ears now onto the good old nose i've already mentioned that the nose seems to enlarge due to the cartilage situation but the other big thing with the nose is snoring (laughs) i have to share one of my first memories as a very young child the lounge area of our family home was dimly lit and my paternal grandmother had just moved in I remember hearing this foreign strident sound being emitted from there and I was petrified. Yes, that was the day I was introduced to snoring. As you age, you guessed it, the skin around your nose is also affected and snoring starts to occur. I have heard many a woman start to complain about her husband in this exact stage of life. Men tend to snore more than women. Is that a fact or is it fiction? Well here is what Hopkins Health has to say on the matter. I quote, from gentle snuffles, to loud rasps and snorts. Snoring is common. An estimated 45% of adults snore occasionally, while 25% snore regularly, often disturbing their partner's slumber and possibly their own too. You're more likely to snore if you're overweight, or a middle-aged or older man, or a post-menopausal woman. These night noises seem to worsen with age. Another huge marker for this stage of our lives is related to our oral hygiene, teeth and gum health. Once again, as the face starts to age, the teeth starts to recede. Yep, receding gums and hairlines, welcome to the club. Also, be aware of stained or yellow teeth. And bad breath, another unfortunate companion on the journey. In your 40s, though, it seems as though keeping the gunk off your teeth gets that much harder. And what about chattering teeth? According to A. Vogel's website, it can be due to your mouth becoming drier, which is a common symptom. We have good bacteria in the mouth as well as bad that help to protect our teeth. Your saliva is a sort of antiseptic and helps to destroy any bacteria that are in the mouth. So if you are producing less saliva because your mouth is getting drier, then this can affect the bacterial balance in the mouth. And we know that having a lot of bad bacteria can be a huge factor in general tooth decay. It continued. We know too that falling estrogen levels can affect the mucous membranes of the body, including the inside of the mouth, which can make your gums more sensitive and more vulnerable to recession. Your gums help to stabilize your teeth. So if your gums start to recede, it can make you much more vulnerable to tooth loss and also more susceptible to tooth decay. It's the season to be jolly. But my tale today is anything but <laughs> metallic taste and burning mouth syndrome also affect the mouth and adding to our woes and aesthetic concerns we can also expect to experience thinning of lips no unfortunately not the hips still on the topic of thinning i will preface this with a comment made by a friend i had not spoken to in ages the first thing she mentioned was that my voice still sounded youthful Thank goodness, but should I be worried? (laughs) Encyclopedia Britannica has the following to say. As adults age, the the vocal cords become thinner and the cartilage of the larynx becomes harder and less flexible, altering the voice. Aging often changes the pitch of the voice, causing it to become higher in older men and lower in older women. I'm happy to report that I don't have an old lady voice quite yet. A natural progression we move to the tongue which is comprised of eight muscles and one of the most flexible parts of the body the job to communicate taste eat and aid in digestion lies squarely with your tongue it's also a brilliant indicator of a host of diseases see so it's up you need a pink tongue other colors like strawberry red blue or black needs dental or medical intervention I will also mention here that one should employ the use of a tongue scraper if it's incredibly heavy which happens more often than not when you guessed it. I promised younger listeners that I would save the money so let me exhort you to maintain consistent routines when you are young so that the upkeep when you are older is easier it will be worth it. Special toothpaste and a tongue scraper plus the occasional visit to the dental hygienist Will be all that is required if you take care of your mouth appropriately of course there's also flossing daily and mouthwash and all of that but you know what i mean as i learned more about the aging process i realized that yes our lives are significantly different to the lives of our parents and their generation but make no mistake today's middle-aged generation can help in this area as aging has been around since the scene in the garden The young ones are destined to move into what typifies us one day. May our leadership inspire the next generation when they are on this part of the journey. My hope is that they will have time to savor every step of their lives as the preceding generation has thoroughly helped to prepare, prepare them for this. It is why this is so important to me. We need to prepare the next generation because somehow too many women mention that they hit their 40s and are in no way prepared for all that is to come. I've said it before and I'll say it again. To be forewarned is to be forearmed we spend so much time preparing for other seasons of our lives yet very little goes into this phase some of us are even unaware it is a phase do you agree please join me next week as we conclude the lightning speed tour of symptoms as felt from the top of the head to the soles of the feet i've enjoyed catching up with you and look forward to next tuesday at three o'clock UTC. Thank you for lending an ear. If you are new, consider subscribing. And if you feel inclined, please leave a review or let me know your thoughts on Facebook or Twitter.